0: Welcome to the Emanuel Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is Our Shepherd, Pastor R.L. White, Sr. On this Victory Sunday, God has enabled all of us to be influencers, influencers for him and for his divine kingdom. What a blessing it is to go each day that we live and we have an opportunity to go each day to influence someone else. Last Sunday, I talked about influencing people in your home. That's good. That's where we start at. But those that work every day, begin to influence people on your job. And you can influence people on your job not by walking around saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Don't do it putting on a show. But you can influence someone on your job. When someone says something to you and it's a good report, just say, God is good. That's being an influencer. Listen, if you work a job Someone on your job should know there's something different about you. If there's nothing different about you, then you have the same characteristics as the world. Say amen, church. We are called to be influencers for Christ. Stop surrendering to Satan. Satan, all he wants to do is tell his demons when he sends them out on their assignments, all they want to do is remind you of your failures. That's a demon. God doesn't want to remind you of your failures. God wants to remind you of your victories. And I'm serious, man. And to all all my brothers and sisters watching this broadcast and everyone listening, please hear, Pastor. The Lord told me to tell you this, especially to the household of faith, your life as of this week is never going to be the same. Wait, don't clap. I'm serious, man. Listen to me. I told you last week. You're going to have new opportunities in the next six months. And I've already heard people tell me, Pastor, I'm using my anointing for the first time. My anointing is in front of my talent. Somebody holler, I am connected. We are connected when we start applying God's word. It's not enough just to hear it. It's not enough just to read it but apply it and when we apply god's word we no longer hear noise or thunder we clearly hear god speaking and i'm very serious man i'ma back up just for a second in the month of march how many of you experience god speaking to you now look around so you can See, you can't the, say they're making it up no we're not making up this is real And God is speaking like never before. So if you did not raise your hand, and I don't apologize, please zoom in on me. If you did not raise your hand, I was going to get you, Osiris, take a self-examination. Because God is speaking to the body of Christ. And if you're not hearing God's voice clearly, that simply means you're showing more characteristics of the world system than you are of the kingdom of God. How can God be speaking to all of us and only three people say, He don't talk to me. Yes, He's talking. You're just not on the right frequency. Say amen. Each week you listen to God's word and apply it, it makes you closer and closer to God. And every Sunday you read your Bible and you tune in to hear the word, you're actually learning more about God. Because of the truth, Because of the spirit of truth, we talked about that last week, because of the spirit of truth, you can no longer act like you don't know what is right. Because of the spirit of truth, write this down, I will not go back to what I used to be. Well, I don't need to write that down. Yes, you do. I just said your life will never be the same. I will not go back to what I used to be. That means this morning when you left the house, you're going home a new creation in Christ because you're going to have a fresh anointing upon you today. You're going to walk in your home. You're going to walk in your apartment, and there's going to be a different atmosphere Or I'm speaking to somebody in your home. Why are you not standing up, and you know I'm talking to you? There's going to be a different atmosphere Renewal of freshness. There are no demons in your home. The demons have to flee because we have victory. Jesus tells us throughout the New Testament. That we are not seeing current events every day we're actually seeing kingdom events what an amazing night jesus was having with these 11 men i wish i had time i'm going to teach a class soon because jesus is amazing in today's lesson we're going to be looking at verses 16 through 20. i'm going to try to get through all four it contains significant theological implications And it continues with the departure of our Savior and the mission and the work of the Holy Spirit. We know that Jesus made it clear to us that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He is not a spooky object, He is not a spooky feeling. The Holy Spirit, He is a person. We found out last week that the spirit of truth, he is not working independently on his own, but he is opening up biblical truths that direct us right back to God. At this particular time in human history, the Holy Spirit, he's revealing himself like never before. And what an honor. And And I hope you feel like this. What an honor it is. For the Holy Spirit to speak to me. How many of you feel like that? I mean, really experienced what I'm saying. I mean, he will speak to you. Thank you, Father. What an honor it is. He speaks to us because we are connected. And when you are connected, the Holy Spirit will show you future events. Jesus told us and the Holy Spirit is telling us today, don't be surprised when we hear about all of the turmoil and wickedness taking place all over the world. And all you have to do is go on social media or turn on TV and you see all kind of wickedness. I know I'm, I'm on the radio, and I know this broadcast is going out everywhere, but I have a question. Why are there so many train derailments? Why are there so in In, in every crash, chemicals. Some of y'all don't hear me because you sleep. Chemicals are going up in the air. We had this past week another school shooting where babies were murdered in the city in Philadelphia the drinking water has been poisoned with chemicals I, I told you last week and I'm calling the name out because God wants his people to be aware I told you last week about five below with all their demonic stuff in the store how many of you were here last week well I had another member call me and left me a message over the weekend and said pastor I was in Barnes and Noble And Barnes & Noble has a whole section set up for wizards. Don't play with the devil because in a little while, we're going to see the hand of God. I told you last week about Israel and what they were dealing with, and now Israel is up in arms. Here in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, There is a reoccurring theme to this particular section of scripture. John records over and over, and I want everyone to write this down. He records over and over that Jesus uses the term in a little while. Please write that down, in a little while. And we'll get into it today, what it really means, in a little while. It is recorded in verses 16, 17, 18, and 19. This is very important because it was recorded multiple times. And please keep in mind, brothers and sisters, not only did John write the Bible, not only did Moses help write the Bible, but ultimately God wrote the Bible. Say amen. Chapter 16, look at verse 16. Pastor's reading from the Amplify Bible. Jesus says, In a little while, you will see me no longer. And again, after a short while, you will see me. What a very rich and complex verse this is that offers us numerable spiritual insights this verse actually emphasizes how temporary life really is here on earth if you're blessed to live a hundred years a hundred years in the sight of God is just a little while Jesus was getting ready to leave his friends He was getting ready to leave his students. He was getting ready to leave all of his followers that had been following him for three and a half years. He was physically going out of their sight in a little while. Help me say it. Say a little while. He was literally going back to where he was from. Jesus told the Pharisees, he told the Sadducees, Deacon Mosley, he said, You are from beneath. I am from above. Jesus said, Destroy this temple. And they looked at him like he was crazy. He said, And in three days, the temple you destroy, it will be, thank you for preaching, it'll be rebuilt. And they were looking saying it took decades to build this and you're going to rebuild it in three days but Jesus was teaching us the lesson today he said you're misunderstanding he didn't tell them this but he said you think I'm talking about this building he said I'm talking about my body that's a lesson to every believer when the devil thinks he counted you out remind your temple the Holy Spirit lives in me, dwells in me. He even operates in. Thank you, Father. Jesus was going back to his father. He was going away in a physical body. His physical body was going to stay here, but when he returns, he was going to return in a glorified body. All of us have a physical body. Look at pastor. Tap yourself. Make sure you're still awake. Make sure you're not living in the matrix. What's the matrix? Google it. You tap both hands. This is your physical body. You can touch it. You can see it. This is the house that God has put a treasure inside of that we can't see. Even when this gets tired, something in here keeps going and going and going because we're not just physical beings, we're physical, but we're also spiritual. When we die, our physical bodies return to the ground. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when we die, our physical bodies go to the ground, our spirits go back to the Lord. But Jesus was going to do something that had never been done ever in human history. He was going to have the first and only glorified body to occupy heaven. Say amen. Amen. Oh, this is gonna be good. Thank you, Father. One day, all of us will have a glorified body who put our trust and our hope in Christ. And I don't want to go too far. How many of you know what a glorified body is? Okay, good. I'm gonna explain it. I explained the physical body. Dude, check this out Jesus, after he was risen from the dead. And he met his disciples multiple times in a glorified body. A glorified body, Jesus had the ability to walk through walls if he wanted to. To appear in a room if he wanted to. To walk along the beach if he wanted to. He had the ability, the Bible says after he was resurrected, that he start cooking on the beach early one morning and that he actually sat down and ate with his disciples. A glorified body is able to do supernatural things. So there's a difference in the physical and a glorified body. And one day, everyone that have accepted Christ as Savior, you're going to have a glorified body. No more aches. No more pain. No more medication. No more therapy. One day, we're going to have a glorified body. Say amen. Amen. No more cancer. I'm not afraid to say it. I said no more cancer. No more high blood pressure. No more strokes. Come on, give God some praise. Because we'll be having our glorified body. Jesus was about to withdraw from the world. He was going to leave them physically because he was about to die upon the cross. To our Christians, death is not the end for a Christian. For the truth is, death is only the beginning. When a person dies, they really live on. You don't just stop existing. And man, some people are going to have a rude awakening when they close their eyes and you're standing in front of Jesus And he says the words to you, depart from me. Stop preaching my sermon. (laughs) Depart from me, for I know you not. And you know what? Now somebody says, well, that's kind of harsh. Why wouldn't Jesus give you another chance? Dude, how many chances has he given you? He's waited 2,000 years trying to get you to believe in God and believe in him because he said in my father's house, I've already prepared a place for you. I just want you to believe. Say amen, church. On this very night, Jesus just instituted holy communion. And now he makes the statement. He says, and when you take communion, do this in remembrance, in remembrance, in remembrance of me. He didn't want his followers to forget about him. He was saying goodbye to them but goodbye was only going to be for, I love this church, for a little while. It was not a surprise to Jesus that he was going to face the cross. Jesus knew that he was born to die. And he stated over and over, for this very cause I'm coming to die. Gotta pause here if I go to 17 that's why I said a few minutes ago Jesus is awesome <sighs> sorry man I'm just fool it can only take a God that has all power to allow someone he created oh, okay, to strip him of his clothing. It uh, could only take a God who would allow people to whip him with material he made. It could only take a God who would allow people to put him on a cross. If you had that kind of power, would you not stop it? It wasn't an easy task to know that people hated on him for three and a half years yet he laid there and let them put nails in his hand And see, what some of you don't understand is the TV shows, they make it, uh, um, they clean it up and try to make it good. But this is the truth. When the Romans executed someone, because that's what crucifixion was, when the Romans executed someone, they stripped you naked to humiliate you. But they didn't know that every strike, every strike every time they put their whip against his body healing went out i said healing went out <laughs> I, I, this is real talk this is real talk have you ever been sick and you woke up the next day and like wow i feel much better That's because 2,000 years ago, healing went out. And healing is still available today. Come on, get that victory out. Tap somebody. Tell them, say, I am healed. I am healed. I'm going to take my jacket off. (laughs) Verse 17. Verse 17, look carefully at this conversation that the church doesn't talk about very often. Verse 17, look closely. So some of the disciples question among themselves saying, what does he mean when he tells us in a little while you will no longer see me? And after a short while, you will see me. And Because I go to my father. The devil has no power over you. Demonic forces have no power over you. I speak for myself. Demonic forces have no power over me. Because in a little while, They did not clearly understand that Jesus was speaking about leaving the world. And the only way he was going to leave the world was by the way of the cross. But he was going to return to his father's house. God has so much love for his creation that he settled this 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, it was already settled that life on planet Earth Was never going to be the same. Please write this down if you haven't written it down already. Please remember, God knows the end from the beginning. Beautiful. Look at all of the saints of God writing. He knows the end, my end, from the beginning. Make it personal everything I go through, there are no surprises to God. God has promised to walk with me. He even said in the valley of the shadow of death. David said if I go to the valley, Lord, you are there. David said if I go up to the mountaintop, Lord, you are there. David said, "But well, they didn't have submarines back in the day, but if I go to the deepest part of the sea, Jonah found that out. Lord, You're even there. In other words, God is everywhere. Jesus was trying to prepare them for the new reality that was getting ready to happen. Jesus was going to return to a real place. Jesus told them over and over and over when they would question him, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And get your finger out and shake your finger at the devil. Say, Jesus cannot lie. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And the Lord wants believers to know today the supernatural world is so much larger than the visible world. Everything in the visible world, look at pastor, came out of the supernatural world. Just because you can't touch something doesn't mean it's not real. Just because you can't see something, doesn't mean it does not exist. Question. Don't say how much, or you're gonna give yourself away. How many of you have some money in the bank? Raise your hand. We're not gonna ask you for a loan. <laughs> Don't hit nobody up. Loan me ten dollars. Come on, raise your hand. i make the point. You ain't got no money? you you ain't got no money in the bank, I'm going to give you some money. if you're a child, I understand. You ain't got no money nowhere? Raise your hand. Tyrone, I just gave you money today. Raise your hand. Okay, thank you. Put your hand down. Are you sure you have money in the bank? Pretty sure. Come on. How do you know you have money in the bank? You can't see it. You can go online, they give you a bunch of numbers. That's not showing you your cash money. You can't see your money in the bank, but you believe you have money, right? If you scratch yourself, that would hurt. You can see the scratch, but you can't see the pain. But you know the pain is real. Look down at your feet. If the person next to you looked down at your feet, don't miss this, stepped on your toe. It wouldn't be no fighting in here. Y'all stop it. <laughs> Pastor, you don't know. I got a corn and I got a bunion. Don't tell us all your business. You couldn't see that pain, but you would feel it. Oh, man. This is a tough one right here. If you've ever had your heart broken, you can't see a heart break, but you can feel it. The air that we breathe every single day, you can't see the air you breathe, but you know that it's real. Please hear me. The kingdom of God is real. And one day, believers, we're going to physically see it. Come on, get those palm branches out. Give God some praise. (laughs) Faith in Jesus through the Holy Spirit gives us understanding of God's word. Please write this down. It begins with my faith. It begins. It begins with my faith. I want to see change. I want to be enlightened. I want to see God move in my life. Why you got to always see God moving in somebody else's life? No, say amen. They're blessed. They're blessed. Well, God wants you blessed. Why don't you just stop living the way you're living and turn your life over to God, and you can receive his blessings. Look at verse 17. Verse 17 says, they had questions. If you have questions today, you don't have to go to and fro. Ask the Holy Spirit. Before you go to anyone, before you go to your mate or to your friends or to your relatives, ask the Holy Spirit. And some of you are going to be shocked how fast he answers you. Somebody, if you know I'm speaking truth, say amen. amen. When you don't understand certain events that take place in your life, Lord, why did you allow me to go through this? Lord, this is challenging. Lord, I don't understand. Ask the Holy Spirit. He is called the Spirit of truth. And the Spirit of truth speaks very clearly. Say amen. Verse 17, look at it carefully. Jesus says, in a few days, he's going to the Father. And then in a few days, he would be back again. And people say all the time, all over the TV, it's been decades, it's been decades, years have gone by since Jesus left the earth. But I told you a few weeks ago, the Lord shared with me, said, son, don't you know why I haven't sent Jesus back to the earth? Because I love my creation so much, I'm just trying to give them a chance to believe in me. God is not even asking you to go through a 10-step program whosoever believes in him should not perish but have and where you're going to have everlasting life at? In the Father's house. In the Father's house. Thank you, Father. Jesus is God and he keeps his word. The Bible tells us over and over and over, heaven and earth may pass away, but my word shall never pass away. The Lord our God is so long-suffering, he just wants us to come into repentance. And I told you, repentance is really saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Repentance is really trying to turn from how you used to live. You can't effectively live for Christ, living for Christ on the If you know what I mean, say amen. Amen. You can't do it. You can't effectively live for Christ having one foot in the world and one foot in the church. It doesn't work. When you do that, that's what causes the Maturing Christians, we have to grow and realize that when Jesus said in a little while, he's not talking about the same time that we live in. God, please write this down, is not bound by time nor space. God is not bound by time nor space. Jesus was going back to the Father, and only those who surrendered their life to him, only those who made the choice to surrender, because he's not going to force you. It has to be a choice. You are a free moral agent. You can choose to follow God, or you can choose to live however you want to. But living how you want to only leads to heartbreak only leads to disappointments, only leads to more stress, only leads to trying to live like the Joneses. Say amen, church. The religious leaders and the Jewish community rejected Jesus. And we see the same thing today, brother Listen, People have rejected Jesus. People have rejected God but the Holy Spirit is speaking because one day Jesus is coming back again. Come on, clap those hands. I love it. Look at verse 18. So the disciples start to talk amongst themselves. After Jesus made this statement, look what they said. He's, they said, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know, nor do we understand what he's even talking about. Now here, let me paint this picture for you. Remember, these 11 men, it was 12, but we know that Judas was dismissed. And I'm telling all of you now, if you still have a Judas in your life, dismiss him. Him, Judas, the name Judas in this text, in this context, means the spirit If you have a spirit that's around you all the time and you know it's the spirit of Judas, dismiss it. You have the power and the authority to tell any demonic spirit, get away from me. I'm not listening to you. I'm not going that way anymore. I have repented for my sins. God has forgiven me. You can't bring up my past like that. I've been washed, I know this is old school, in the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed. I've been set free. I am no longer listening. They had traveled with Jesus for three and a half years, yet they still did not have an understanding. Of what he meant and the good thing is they wanted to understand Jesus did not explain everything to them because remember he said a few verses ago I have so much I want to tell you but I don't know if you're ready to hear it and that's what I love about God God has so much he wants to share with us God has so much he wants to show you he's just wanting to know do you want more of him Don't be satisfied where you're at today. God has so much more. And the Holy Spirit, what he's doing now is he's revealing spiritual truths. Say amen. They wanted to walk by faith, but they had questions. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can properly open up our minds. Please write that down. You can have all kind of information. You can have all kind of AI. Chat GPT, there you go. Chat GPT-4, there you go. Open AI, there you go. Google, there you go. Siri, there you go. Alexa, there you go. You can have all this technology, and none of this technology has more knowledge than the Holy Spirit. Spiritual truths require a different way of thinking. And so I can hear somebody say, Pastor, that sounds strange. That's because God is opening up your mind. Pastor, I never knew I could talk to the Holy Spirit like this. That's because God is literally opening up your mind. Pastor, I'm seeing blessings right in front of me. That's because God is taking the scales off of your eyes. Pastor, I'm hearing God talk to me like never before. That's because God is opening up your spiritual ears. The disciples did not understand that the journey they were getting ready to go on was going to change human history. And I'll get into that next Sunday. Let us stand. Unless y'all want to be here until 2.30. Okay, let's go then. Sit back down. Here we go. You may have moments in your life when you feel like God is not listening. You may have moments in your life where you think God is not even paying attention to you. But remind your spirit God knows every hair on my head. God knows every star he's named them that he placed in the sky. Remind yourself, Anita, God does care about me. God is looking out for my well-being. God is the one who's protecting me. God is the one who loves me unconditionally. Say amen. Some of the people were looking for Jesus 2,000 years ago. What made them so upset is some people were looking for Jesus to come to lead a revolt against the Romans. They had been oppressed for so long, and they were tired of Roman occupation. So they thought that when the Messiah finally shows up, he's going to fight. He's going to bring a sword. But Jesus said, I came to save the world. I came to heal the world and they thought Jesus was going to overthrow the Roman government but Jesus told them and we'll see in a few weeks he goes as far as to say again my kingdom's not of this world Jesus said if I wanted to I could call down legions of angels y'all better stop playing with me remember Jesus is God and Jesus is called the commander of the heavenly host say amen truth bomb These men had heard all of their lives. When the Messiah comes, he will abide forever. But they could not understand the time frame of a little while. The Messiah would abide forever, but he wasn't coming to abide on his first trip to earth. The Messiah will rule from Jerusalem for 1,000 years when he comes back the third time. I'll get to that in a few weeks. When you're connected to the kingdom of God, remind your spirit, please write this down, I have a helper. I have a counselor. I have a teacher who will show me future events. And that's because I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse 19. It says, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him questions. So Jesus said to them, are you wondering? Are you inquiring amongst yourselves? What does it mean when I say, in a little while, you will no longer see me, and after a short while, you will see me? Jesus was totally aware of their confusion. Jesus was totally aware of their emotional state. The Holy Spirit is aware when we have questions. And thank God the Holy Spirit is aware when we're in an emotional state. I said a whole lot. Say amen. This shows us here in this 19th verse that if they had questions, that Jesus was going to answer their questions. This verse shows us there is a process. It shows us it's not just a one-way street. When you have a conversation with the person, and this is where the body of Christ needs to change this, when we pray, it's not just me saying everything I want to to God, then saying, thank you, Lord, and walking off. When you pray, it's me having a conversation with God and God talking back to me. Isn't God awesome? Yes, he is. Jesus was totally aware of everything. And this verse shows us that there is an interaction between heaven and And earth. And if you have the Holy Spirit living in you today, you have a piece of heaven. Oh, some of y'all don't get what I'm saying. You have a piece of heaven living on the inside of you. Say amen. This entire 19th verse shows us that we should be dependent upon the Holy Spirit for spiritual truth. Please write this down. I didn't think I'd get all four four verses in, but I am. Please write this down and make it personal. My sorrow will not last forever. If it's pain, write my pain. If it's disappointment, write my disappointment. It will not last forever. Verse 20, Jesus says, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you that you will weep, you will grieve, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into. Joy, and we know that the joy that the Lord gives to us is better than any kind of temporary joy that the world could possibly give. As a maturing Christian, we do not hold the same values as the world does our culture and our society knows nothing about kingdom living kingdom living is not living in your flesh say amen kingdom living is not doing what you want to do kingdom living is not only living off of your emotions Kingdom living is trusting God to make a way out of no way. That's kingdom living. Kingdom living is being held to a higher standard of Christian living. Kingdom living is when you see the characteristics of the world in a person and you don't run and hide because you show characteristics of the kingdom of God. Look at verse 20 closely. Jesus acknowledges, look what he says. He says, You will weep. You will grieve. That's part of the human experience. So when people tell you, Oh, you don't need to be crying, there's nothing wrong with crying. Jesus cried, Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus had emotions, but Jesus was not led by his emotions. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Because when you're led by emotions, I told you that it get you in trouble every time. The religious leaders were full of hatred and jealousy, and they tricked the Jewish people into coming against Jesus because they sought to kill him multiple times. But one thing I love about Jesus, the Bible says every time they sought to kill him, he just walked right on in the midst of them. Every time the devil's tried to destroy you, keep on. And and, and when you really grow, you stop concerning yourself about your enemies. When you really grow, you you don't even look back to see who's behind you. Because when you know who's inside of you, you automatically know who's behind you. Come on, goodness and mercy. Follow me all the days of my life. Somebody say hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Jesus said in a little while he was able to say this because time doesn't move the same. Here in verse 20, Jesus tells his followers, lift your hands, that your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Because of Jesus and his sacrifice upon the cross, Through the power of the Holy Spirit, God is transforming your sorrow, your disappointments, your heartache, your heartbreak into joy. Jesus knew these men loved him. He knew their hearts were heavy, but he promised, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, lift those hands to heaven. Jesus left the planet, but he said, I'm sending the comforter. I can feel him in this room. I'm sending the comforter to be with you. In the midst of turmoil all over the world, with our banking systems on the brink, the Holy Spirit still gives us comfort because he is our guide. Lift your hands. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. This is Victory Sunday. And for those of us who know you are real, we thank you. We bless your name for what you're about to do for the body of Christ. We lift our hands knowing 2,000 years later we have accepted Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. If there's anyone here who have never accepted Christ, invite Him into your heart today. He will forgive you. He set you free. He wants to redeem you from all that has gone on previously in your life. Real talk, come on, lift those hands. If Jesus was to return today, would you be ready to meet him? Father, we trust you. Our future is in your hands. Clap your hands. I know you receive the word. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.